everybody. This is episode 15 of All About the Birds. Johnny Lecca here with Phil Stifel and Jeff Warner. And we're going to, you know, dive into the news that just dropped uh, maybe about, you know, an hour ago. Uh, looks like Brandon Brooks is going to be done for the season. Tore his other Achilles, his um, the one that wasn't torn but now is, uh, at the NovaCare complex today. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it doesn't the seem like the difference between the one I tore and the one I didn't tore. Yeah, but this just—it's no, it, it, not a maybe done for the year. He is done yeah, for the year. There, there's no doubt about that. It's sad um, with everything he's overcome in terms of the other Achilles injury, and then with it, first thing with his anxiety, the other Achilles injury, and the shoulder injury last year, missing the playoffs. It's just I, you, you got to feel bad for him. He just signed that big deal as well, so it's you know he's there's a lot of questions and a lot of answers the Eagles need to give their fans and you know what's what, what's going to happen next. And my my first thought, and I know I think Phil, you said it too. JP, where does this leave him? Is it now an eventual return for Jason Peters? Whether that's can he play right guard or is it kind of the Let's sign Jason Peters because we know what he has at left tackle to go with an inexperienced left tackle and then try to figure out the other guard position. You know, there's going to be a lot of questions now on the offensive line. There already was a lot of questions on the offensive line. We've talked about it before. Outside of, you know, the starters, who who do the Eagles really have? A bunch of late-round draft picks and and a rugby player. So, you know... You, I know. I know you've mentioned. You know, Larry War- Warford is available. I don't know what kind of price he's going to be to bring in. I mean, he is a what was he made the Pro Bowl the last three years in a row for the Saints. Yeah. Um, so he's available. I mean, you got Matt Pryor, you got Opeta and Her- Herbig, but um, I, I would say, you know, are you really going to rely on those guys or Jack Driscoll really at this point? So, yeah, and the the, the young players, like I said, it's tough with. The whole OTAs not being there and stuff, you don't know how far along they are. And, yeah, Matt Pryor played a little bit last year, but do you really trust a guy that has only started a super small sample size in the NFL? And, you know, Warford's 29 years old with New Orleans last year. Now, New Orleans had to free up some money, so they had to cut him. And I know he had a couple of interests with a couple other teams. That would be... A guy. I know the Eagles have a lot of money. I know we have 2021 cap issues, but if you look at a player that could step right in and give you—he's he's a veteran. He's been there. He's been to a few Pro Bowls. Guy that can step in and you know help you out as a veteran. It may not cost as much. That may be a guy to take a look at. Yeah, I say there's a couple other names out there. I would say uh, list by uh, a couple. Uh, reporters listed a couple of the guards. You mentioned Larry Warford, and our name is Ronald Leary, uh, Josh Klein, Mike Pearson, John Jerry, uh, Ted Larson, Kevin uh, Pamph- Pamphley, or Pamphlet, however you pronounce it. So the guard position right now, I'd say, is slim and picking. So either the Eagles have to get creative, go with the guys they have, bring back JP, put him at guard, or move someone else from guard, put him at tackle, whatever they need to do. But this is a major blow to the Eagles' offensive line, as we brought up before. Uh, I'll say you're now from last year, you're really the only two main starters remaining is uh, Kelsey and Lane Johnson. So 
I would say for a team that I would say we thought this was going to be the, the strength of our football, especially on the offensive side of the football, the offensive line, it's now turning to shambles. I was say you still know you're going to have a left tackle with uh, with Andre Dillard. You lose uh, now you lose Brooks for the season, tearing his left Achilles, and that's his third major injury in less than three years. Uh, but he's about to he just turned 30 once, and so he's getting up there in age. Who knows if he even bounces back from this or plays at the Pro Bowl level he wants before if he returns from this? I know he has high hopes, but a 31 year old offensive lineman that, that with him. Tear coming back from two uh, ACL tears, it's not too promising. And I'd say, yeah, they have Salmalu, but he's, he's inconsistent as well. So I'll say for a team that is having a lot of problems along the offensive line, it's not looking good for uh, our boy Carson Wentz. He's going to hopefully not be running for his life. Well, the thing with, like, taking a look at, I, I know Leary's a name that he's played, he started a number of games, but he's missed so many games over the last four years so that's another yeah you can see if he he come in and maybe help you and but he's 31 years old that's basically i was getting at that 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 list of the best guards available they're crap yeah besides warford but there's a reason why he got released by the saints so there's there's something more to it than cap issues well it isn't well i'm sure there might be a little bit something else too well, I to I'm me, sure, I'm sure. I don't know. I feel with the way the off season's been going, I understand it was a cap problem. But why? Why is he still available? I'll say I understand. I'll say you had problems before or now with all this with COVID. You had problems uh, getting physicals and stuff like that. But I don't know. I'll say I think there's something a little more to it. The fact that he wasn't signed uh, off the streets right away before all this went down. And you know. Is it... The other names that are, you know, out there are for, you know, vi- viable trade options, which I wouldn't do because, one, your cap your cap situation's not the best, and, two, you really don't have much to give up in terms of giving up draft pick stock to, you know, when you really don't have that and you need that in your, in your back pocket with trying to get younger and everything with Gabe Jackson from Oakland, who's owed $9.3 million in the next three years, 29-year-old guard. And and Joe Tooney from New England, who was a franchise tag, which is well over that nine million. I think it's like I think it may be eleven or twelve million. But right there, you can't afford that. So my my thing is, yeah, take take a look at what's out there. I know a lot. Someone mentioned Kyle Long, but he retired, and I I heard around that. I guess that he also lost some weight too. So it, that's really not a viable option, in my opinion. My opinion would be take a look at Warford. See what JP, but the thing is, you get a, a guy like JP, you still need another veteran offensive lineman. That's the the problem is, you lose a guy like Brooks, you still need right now with even with Dillard there, you need a veteran. Plus, you're gonna need somebody else. I understand you want to see with these young guys and see if you want to go the route of the young guys, but like Jeff has said, well, if they, you've you know if they Lange, bring JP in, I think they're gonna move in the guard if for some reason or move Dillard to the guard. They're they're moving someone. Yeah, I they're not gonna bring in JP. To play tackle or uh, try to keep Dillard and, and him both at tackle. They're bringing JP in. They're moving one on the guard. Yeah. I, I, I just don't see them trying to have a left tackle competition in training camp, uh, especially at the short and off season. And you're down a couple offensive linemen. If they bring him back, it, it's it. They're moving one of them. Yeah, and um, I know Phil's having some technical difficulties here, um, 
But he said that Jeremy Bridges. Jeremy Bridges can said that. Hear, can you guys hear me yep. at all? Or? I got you. You're in. Yeah, no, we can hear you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, well, I can't hear you guys. That's why I just hear a lot of static and all. So I was trying to message you guys. I don't know if this is going to come through or not. But, I, you know, when we had Jeremy Bridges on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, he uh, he mentioned I had, we had asked him about it. And uh, moving Jason Peters over to, to guard, he said, would be so easy and simple for somebody like him. So it's something definitely that, you know, moving Peters to guard would not be an issue, at least according to another you know, lineman, former NFL lineman, you know, explaining the process on that previous episode. Yeah, and I, I was also thinking about what about possibly moving Sayamalu. You say you move Sayamalu to right guard, and because I know the whole thing with, with Dillard, it probably wouldn't be that hard as well if, say, Dillard were to move to, say, left guard, with next to Peters, and then have Sayamalu at right guard, but just uh, kind of like a shuffle. I feel like they're. I feel like this is the inev- the inevitable return of Jason Peters because of the injury, and a lot of people. Will, I don't think a lot of people are going to be that upset to see him return because of the situation, which we kind of thought about. He's going to return, but in what way is he going to return? And unfortunately, if Brandon Brooks' injury may be the the call to Jason Peters to come back to Philadelphia. I'll say hopefully that's the case. If not, they're not have to go with Pryor. I'll say Pryor. I'll say right now, uh, with all of this going down, bearing a move, he he's your starter. He did start in the playoffs last year for them uh, against Seattle. Uh, he only played seventy nine snaps last year. He only had he had one penalty in those seventy nine snaps. So not too bad. He graded out overall at sixty two uh, last year, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. So in limited snaps, he didn't. Played too terribly bad. He, he's he's no Brandon Brooks. He's uh, or uh, JP. But I'll say, if worst comes to worst, they might just have to punches with him or have uh, Jack Driscoll them to compete uh, for that starting position. I'll say you did draft him in the fourth round for a reason. So I'll say I I, I know the Eagles like developing their offensive lineman. They don't like throwing him into the fire uh, right away unless they absolutely have to. But I'll say competent. Competition brings out the best in everyone, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. It's unfortunate. I'll say, for, like you said, Brandon Brooks, uh, you have to feel bad for the guy. Uh, he was he was getting hurt. He got hurt training and uh, and uh, preparing for the season at Novacare Complex on one of their fields. And, and I'll say it was he, he he was devastated as soon as he uh, knew as soon as he felt the injury. He knew he knew he was done. Uh, so, and I'll say he confirmed the news later uh, this evening. Uh, let me pull up his tweet. He said, "So I and I quote: So I guess now the news. Yes, I tore my other Achilles, but when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. I'll be back better than ever. Appreciate the love." Uh, uh, end quote. So, I'll say he he confirmed the news that was reported by Derek Gunn earlier this evening, but. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. I'll say we had high hopes for this season, and now it just adds another damper and another question mark and already uh, questionable offense. Uh, this is the only way I can really put it right now. Yeah, and uh, Phil's having some technical difficulties still. He's going to try and uh, come in again, so once he comes in, we'll talk with him. But, you know, it's it, it gives you that. I know we talked about – it. I say he's, on, he's on the beach. We're making him do his podcast on his vacation. Yeah, Come on, Johnny. 
of a vacation that he's been stuck in the house. It's, so, uh, yeah, it's not it's, it's not so, not a good start yeah. to his vacation. We'll just say that right now. But you know the, the yeah bad weather and then uh, a bad uh, connection for a podcast. So hey, just all I have to say is my <sighs> my my beach weekend was was great. Wonderful weather, great time. I'll just throw that in there. But <clears throat> just rubbing his face. Yeah, that's okay. But again, you know, getting back to it, it's you know, it's tough when Eagle last two years um, we've seen the Eagles go through so many different big injuries and everything that that was going on and then unfortunately you think, okay, well Carson's got the weapons now and Miles Sanders second year and you know, the defense has added some talent and some speed and, you know, gives some flexibility to Schwartz and everything. And we we didn't talk too much about... Well, yeah, how's, offensive... how's this going to affect Miles Sanders? Yeah. I would say, I understand he's a tremendous talent, but I would say Sanders only could do so much. If he doesn't have holes uh, from that offensive line opening up holes for him in running lanes, it's not going to matter what he does in the backfield if he if he has no one to uh, block for him. And and you know Jeff, you you've mentioned this in terms of the offensive line. You know Lane Lane Johnson is thirty years old, and Jason Kelsey is thirty two, and Jason Kelsey has, you know, it's the tough part is the offensive line isn't getting younger. It's a great stable unit, but the problem is when you get older, the possibility of getting injured increases. And any any more injuries, it's 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 going to be absolutely chaotic on that offensive line. So we just as the fan fills back. So can you hear us now? Uh, I'm here. Chaotic. <laughs> All right, so he's back. So would anything else to chime in? You got anything? Well, I don't know what you guys talked about. So that's that's what you get on Shoddy Hotel uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, we you know, said I'm so dedicated to this podcast. I'm coming. I'm, I'm recording live from Ocean City, Maryland, right now. You know, the other guys would have taken the episode off, but me, I'm trying to, Wait you know, hang in there for all the listeners. You know. Hey, I had a I, I had a great beach weekend. I told them so. Yeah. I just wanted to rub that in. Yeah, I, I have 65, 67, and and windy every single day down here, which is terrible. <laughs> but I, I I mentioned I said about you know Sam Alo possibly moving to right guard and. You know, Dillard to left guard and say JP to left tackle. If you heard it, bring that's another situation. You know, yeah, bring. I mean, I, I heard I, I heard the beginning part of that. Yeah, I'm 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 going to go on the side that also if they don't sign anybody. You know, they drafted two guys in Jake Driscoll and Prince Teg. I know Teg is a, the Prince is a good tackle, but Jake Driscoll could very easily play guard. You know, he comes from a really big, uh, you know, Auburn SEC school, so he's played in big games before. Um, in a regular offseason with enough OTAs and rookie minicamps, I think he would slide into that spot pretty quickly. But uh, at this point, you know, they, they may have to give him a look at getting some of that playing time if uh, Matt Pryor can't do it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, you know, the, the problem is, is we're going to just, we're going to see what happens. You know, the Eagles have to, they're going to, they have some time to make a decision, but. They have to figure, have to yeah, figure out what they want to do. It's fortunate this happened during the season, but, but uh, yeah. I'll say this this is another thing that I'll say you have to criticize the front office and Howie Roseman. I'll say, once again, the lack of depth in certain positions, key positions, especially the offensive line. I'll say before the season 
starts, you're down one of your Pro Bowl offensive linemen. And you have really no one to step in that the fan base is confident to play at the same level that he did. So, yeah, we've talked about it a hundred times. Yeah, it's one of those frustrating things that you, uh, the, the, the front office keeps on trying to, and Howie Rosen keep on this, shove it down our throats like this is a, a playoff team, a Super Bowl team. I would say we're, we're up in the guys we have. I understand you only can get so many good, decent players, and I would say that depending on the available market and this and that, but offensive line is a huge part of the game, and if you don't have at least some depth, I, I, look at all those Andy Reid teams. I would say, you, you always had someone that you had confidence in to step in and be be the guy if someone went down. Besides Winston Justice. <laughs> Winston Justice. Oh man, you gotta love that. But uh, yeah, that's you know it's we're we're gonna see you know we're gonna see what kind uh, of GM Harry Roseman is in terms of what he what he can do and what kind of magic he can do to try to bring somebody onto this roster. Um, you know, it's a wait and see thing. So we're gonna have to. Yeah, how can you even say that though? Because he hasn't instituted any confidence in us, you know, whatsoever that he is gonna do that. I don't know. You know, it's just unfortunately his his seat isn't hot as other GMs would be. I think because I think it's a point of you know the 2017 Super Bowl. He gets a little bit of leeway, but, but the other thing is in what what. You know, Jeff has mentioned before no. about we're, Jeffrey Lurie. Three years removed from the Super no, Bowl. No, I know, but we're but three three years removed from the Super Bowl. You, you I'll s- say there, there, there's no. I'll say okay, maybe year one or year two. We're now year three, and you still have the same problems year in and year out with the lack of depth, the lack of playmakers, the just just fake little things that just irritates you. And like I said, luckily this happened during the offseason, so they had time to prepare and try to figure something out, to figure out plan B, or groom someone that they might possibly have on the roster, but it's, it's, it's just devastating. I would say, if you're an Eagles fan, I would say it just it just makes you wonder and think, I would say, is this, when we brought up on the last show with, uh, with, with, uh, with Brandon from Bleeding Green Nation, we asked him, is this team a Super Bowl contender? Did they do enough this past, this past offseason? And he openly admitted that he felt they didn't make the jump, and now they lose a player like Brandon Brooks. It just, it just hurts their chances even more. Yeah, and that's is it. It's, we're gonna have to see see what happens, but it, you know it sucks. It it really does. It it's it, it puts a damper. You know, it's funny how you know as Eagle Eagles fans and stuff, it can be. You know, it's in it's what middle of June, and the amount of but I know there's no sports going on, but. You know, a bunch of Eagles fans, including myself, you know, were pissed off because you, you know, I'm I'm pissed that that Brooks got hurt. It's not his fault that he got hurt, and I feel I feel sorry and bad for the guy. But you know, we're you know we'll we'll take 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 it from there and see what we got. But with that, I'm gonna and just, take and not just from, and not just from this year. I would say, like you said before, what's the future of the offensive line after this season? Brooks, I don't think he's going to come back at, at the level. Do you move on from him? Or I don't know if you really can because that new contract he just signed last or uh, last season. I don't think you can get out of it until 2021. Uh, Kelsey, yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey, every single year he always contemplates retirement. Lane Johnson is up there in age. You still have the, you still have the uncertainty of Diller. Diller doesn't pay it now. This is, could be a completely revamped offensive line depending on how the, 
the 2020 season goes in 2021. I understand we don't want to look that far ahead. We still haven't even played any games this year. But it's just something to look at, especially with all the cap issues. They're going to have to draft heavily and hopefully hit on draft picks from this draft and next year's draft, hopefully. They want to rebuild this offensive line for the future. But the other... Talking about the draft, how, how is Howie going to do that? Because Howie's shown that he cannot, you know, evaluate and draft properly on his own without any assistance. Yep. It, absolutely. AKA, we're screwed. And, you know, it, it, puts, it puts so much pressure on Dillard now to be something because if he winds up not being what they thought in is as bad as he looked when he went to right tackle, if he winds up not playing as well and you say a Kelsey retires and whatever's going on with Brandon Brooks and then you have three spots on an offensive line that you have to try to make over and everything, you know, and the thing is when Andy Reid had to re- revamp and remake the offensive line, like Jeff has stated, he had guys that were behind that. You know, he had guys that played well above um, the type of talent. They just, they really, you know, J- the Jamal Jacksons. When Bubba Miller got hurt, the Hank Fraley's, Max Gene Gillis, uh, McGl- Michael Glenn, Nick Cole. He's had guys that, you know, undrafted guys, late draft picks that showed something. Eagles really haven't had that. So it's, you know, it's we're going to have to see if they have it. Because if not, then Carson Wentz is in some trouble if he can't get the type of protection that, you know, he deserves as a franchise quarterback and you want to do as a franchise quarterback. Because you can't win games in this league if you can't protect the quarterback. I don't care what quarterback you have behind there. You're not going to win games at all. I don't care if you have Michael Vick. I don't care if you have Colin Kaepernick. I don't care if you have anyone who can run around. Randall Cunningham, anything, it just doesn't work. But with that... That's, that's another thing. Uh, and I'll say that's some of another thing before we get a go, is we're, the question mark every single year or the years is the durability and the health of Carson Wentz. I would say with, uh, with their offensive lineman, how is this going to affect his play or Peterson's play calling to make sure that he protects his uh, franchise quarterback and doesn't get banged up or hurt again? Yeah, and and with that, I'm going to take a quick pause uh, from a moment uh, for a moment from our word from our sponsors. All right, it's time for some Philly random. So another. Uh, I think we started up about doing some just random topic to, uh, you know, bring some some new things to the the podcast. Something that Phil came up with that I really like. So we're gonna go go about it this week as well. I'm gonna play a clip and then it's gonna lead into my question. So let's get the clip on and then we'll go from there. The Cowboys sideline, their players, their benches in the sun. Over here on the Eagles sideline, their bench is in the shade. David Akers is going to kick off for the Eagles and back deep for Dallas. Jason Tucker and Michael Wiley, the rookie. Akers. Rise an onside kick to start the season. Yeah, I saw that thing coming the way that he started. He started over on the right hash mark. And, and he came all the way across, and he just hit that thing, and the, and the Cowboys were expecting the, the return, and they all started back. 
Alrighty, so it's a two-part random question. The first easy part, you may not know, you may know, who is the guy that recovered the onside kick for the Eagles? Off the top of my head, I cannot think of that one. Don't oh, go, no. Don't go looking. Oh, those, uh, they won the game. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. No, no, That's no, all. He's, he's, game, baby. He yeah, was a receiver. Game. That's all it meant. A uh, receiver back then? I don't know. Same name. Sa- same last name as a defensive player on the team. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, a lot of listeners sorry. are screaming his name because they just know. Just tell us the name. Yeah, Damian Douglas. Hey. Damian Douglas. I've never even heard of the good dude. Wide receiver, Who? number 82. Who? Wide receiver, number 82. Who? Yeah. One of, one of McNabb's <laughs> great receivers he had. Yeah. So, that leads Obviously. into my second question. I'm going to say that that was... Do you know what year that was? Do you know what game it was? It was the first game of the season. Oh, opening season 2000. Yeah. The point of Philly Random is for us to talk about a topic, not give us a trivia question. I know. It's if random. Trivia, we were, we were going we to bring up the, the trivia contest then, you know? No, but it's random. Trivia questions... Phil asked about, do you remember, what do you remember about the 95 season last week, or last week, and he kept going. My, my question is going to be, can you name the starting offensive lineman of that game? Those five guys, who are question, they? That's a question, but no, I cannot. This is trivia. That, that was a, Come on. Was a, was a discussion topic. Yeah. I bet you I can name them. So I'm in front of my laptop here. And, yeah, here you uh, go. I can Google search it really quickly, you know? I, Trey... Runyon probably. Yes. Was Hank, was Hank Fraley our center by that point? No. No? I don't think he was. No. I don't think uh, he was 2000 or 2001. 2003. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll tell you the numbers. Uh, John Wellborn. Yep. Yeah. Mayberry? Mayberry. I can't remember, I can't remember who played right side. No, it was oh, Mayberry. Mayberry. That's right. The center was uh, number 65. I just mentioned them not Brooks? that long ago. Brooks? No. I just uh, mentioned them. Name? Oh, I'm, I'm, I just said Brooks. It's not him then, I guess, right? No. Oh, Bubba. Bubba Miller. Oh, I'm Bubba Google Miller. It. But, I had to Google search it. But the random... This whole show is a, this whole show is a complete random for me. Yeah, so. uh, that's okay. But <laughs> how about that? About, about that game. <laughs> it is. About that game, also known as the what? The pickle juice game. What are your Pretty memories sure. about that yes. game and starting that season in 2000? Oh, the memory of it is the fact that it was such a gutsy and uh, out of the blue thing that uh, you know, ninety two thousand was the first year we made the playoffs with Andy Reid, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, yeah. we, we we still were unsure, and we were still first not sold. Year Donovan is our starter. Yeah, we, we we still had a lot of question marks on that team and and that season and the coach and and Donovan and uh, that that really set the tone. Even though we lost the next couple games after that really set the tone for what the season was going to be about. Well, and the other thing is, remember... Uh, Deuce Daly going off that game, and then, yep. I'll say, unfortunately, Deuce then broke his foot at, what, like week four or week yep. five? Just, I was just going to bring I that up. That, that was a major blow. And the thing is, so. that was so huge because they had guys like Stanley Pritchett, and they had guys like Amp Lee, and then they went and got... They had Darnell Autry, and then they went and got Chris Warren late in the year, and they tried to use all these... These guys who, because they didn't have God. much, and then that led to them drafting Buckhalter in 01 and drafting Westbrook in 02 because of the situation that 
You didn't have much after Stanley. We were talking about bad drafts. I'm saying, just looking at that 2000 draft, Jesus, that was horrible. I'll say, yeah, they Corey Simon. I'll say he made a Pro Bowl. Todd Pinkston was a serviceable receiver. But then after that, Bobby Williams, that guard. Bobby Williams was good. Receiver. But he signed with Cincinnati. Williams was, yeah, Williams was decent, but I'll say it's not a name people are going to remember. Thomas Hammer, John Frank, and John Romero. Thomas Hammer out of Minnesota, right? Yeah, garbage. Running back. Yeah, the other two guys didn't do it. It's still not as bad as that 2011 draft with Danny Watkins. So, it wasn't... Uh, The only reason that one is worse because they missed on the first round pick. If if Corey Simon was a complete bust and didn't make a Pro Bowl and wasn't a serviceable defensive uh, lineman for them, that could have been arguably one of Indy's, if not a worst draft, if Corey Simon didn't pan out to be something decent. Yeah, and... uh, now, now that I'm looking at this whole entire team, how, how did we even win 11 games that year? I think that goes to show with Donovan. Because the NFC East was garbage. I they, mean, I'm looking at the stats of some of the players on our on this team. I mean, our leading receiver was Chad Lewis that year with 69 catches. You know, you had Small and Johnson, two of the worst wide receivers starting in the league. You know, it, it was a it was an awful, awful team. Nate Brown. Yeah, Nate Brown had a yeah. big nine catches on the season. Jeff Thomason. Yeah, exactly. Terrible but no, the, th- the 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 thing with that with that team was they. If you look at the like the schedule, they lost to the Redskins by three. They lost to the Packers six to three. They lost to the Titans thir- uh, fifteen to thirteen. You know, the only big losses that they got blown out were the Giants, and then of course that divisional playoff game. Uh, they go to. the uh, the Meadowlands and the opening kickoff is the Ron Dixon touchdown and it kind of just showed you but they showed flashes of the kind of team yeah they didn't have the type of stars but the one thing that they helped... have a really great defense at that yeah, point I was going to say the one thing that helped them probably Jim... yeah I mean yeah. You, had Tr- you had Trotter leading the defense you know with you uh, Douglas I don't know where he was in the. I mean he had 15 sacks that year you know he uh, I mean, he might have been up there in the top 3 or 4 in sacks you had uh Young Corey Brandon Whiting. Brandon Whiting. Mike Mamula, uh, his last year. Yeah, still, yeah, still there. Still had five and a half sacks, which was pretty much average for him. I did not realize Corey Simon had nine and a half sacks in a season. Yeah. I would he never have guessed that. He was not a, really a sack guy. But you still had Bobby Taylor and Troy Vincent as your cornerbacks. I mean, the defense was pretty stacked. Oh, yeah, they also had Brian Mitchell, too. They used him as running back right after Staley got hurt, which he yes. was just a return guy. But And... Yeah, the, the defense held. The defense took them because you know Bobby Taylor, Troy Vincent, Al Harris, Tim Houck, Damon Moore, Brian Dawkins. They, you know, they. That's what kept them in the games, and you could see with a lot of the games, and they weren't super super high scoring. There were, there were some high scoring games with certain teams that were very good, but there were a lot of close games that they, they came away with. But, you know, well, just now pretty, saying, look look at their defensive coaches that year. Of course, you had Jim Johnson, but I'll say you. Uh, Ron Rivera at linebackers. You had Leslie Frazier at defensive back. Steve Spagnuolo at defensive uh, defensive assistant. So they had a quality coaching staff that year. Uh, three guys that uh, became head coaches later on in their careers. And of course, uh, John Harbaugh had special teams and helping out with the, uh, with the defense as well. Yeah, yeah. People often forget about all those coaches that were on this team, and and the coach. Everybody talks about Belichick's coaching tree or. 
um, you know, or Mike Holgram's coaching tree. But people don't really realize the coaching tree that Andy Reid, even at an early, early part of his career, put together. Oh, Andy Reid's coaching tree is so, so good. People don't give him credit. It's, it's up there with some of the best, for sure. Absolutely. But, um, you know, with that, that'll wrap up this week's episode. And, you know, we want to thank... Quick ev- episode. Great episode, exactly. Well, I said quick. Yeah. Said quick, quick, not great. Great. I said quick. Quick, not great. Hey, I'm going to say it's great. What the hell? But... Hey, it's all um, good. Hey, it just shows the dedication that I'm doing it from Ocean City here, you know? Yeah, okay. Keep, keep... Can we sit outside read? in the cold? I'll say, while you're stuck in your hotel, you should be having on the Phillies World Series game that's replaying right now. Well, I'm doing this. The wife's got the TV in the hotel room, so. <laughs> I'm talking about when you're done with this. <laughs> but, um, you know, with that, uh, we, we really thank um, all the, the Facebook likes. But we just, you know, hopefully a few of them are listening. Try to get the, them to get on, get on and listen to the pod, listen to what we have to say. And if they disagree with us, to comment on it. And tell us what what they think. Uh, it's up to 1,100 likes. Um, you know our Twitter page and our Instagram page. It's moving along. Um, you know you can follow that. You know Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at AAT Birds, and we uh, are also a part of iHeartRadio.com um, as of today. So that's another big, big step, nice step um, for the podcast. And uh, you can follow. Jeff at Eagles Pulse Jeff. You can follow Phil at Beard of Knowledge. You can follow myself at Johnny U nine three two two. You know, all all I gotta say with that is go birds.